Hello and welcome to lap 3 of the Loose Wheelnut Podcast. I'm your host Dean. Thanks for joining us once again. We've got some McLaren news to start with, which is always good. I, I think that's a good thing. Um, budget cap news as well, which is a good thing. Um, Mr. Zach Brown, the boss, the old gaffer, uh, he had a bit of a statement released beginning of the week and sent a letter to the FIA regarding, obviously, the budget cap uh, situation, saying any team who have overspent have gained an unfair advantage both in the current and following year's car development. Uh, Later adding that the FIA should communicate subsequent action and penalties it pays to maintain the integrity of F1. Now the reason I think he said that is because literally there's been a wall of silence from the FIA, but I'm assuming that's because Red Bull are um, disputing these claims that they've overspent. There's loads of rumours going around, and I would love to get into it. I would love to talk about it, but I think... Until we've got some clarity, until we know which direction this is sort of heading, it's pretty much best not to like delve right into the budget cap because, I mean, it, it's just, it's crazy. It, it's crazy. You know, Bernardo's had his say now. Zach Brown's come out and had his say. It wouldn't surprise us if um, a big Canadian billionaire has has a say rather soon. Um, but yeah, so we just need to wait. I, well, sorry, I need to wait to, to to talk about that because I don't want to go down this rabbit hole and start ranting and raving or getting excited and then it ends up that it's completely standard procedure by the FIA just to go, oh, well, it was fine. We're we'll figuring it out. We know what we're doing. So we need to wait and see about that. In other news with McLaren Law, 82-year-old Mario Andretti all right, was driving the McLaren MP4 28 around Laguna. Now, it's just a crazy story. It, it's amazing to see that he, he jumps into the car like he's starting his professional career. Um, I've seen some of the footage, and obviously he's missing some of the apexes, but he's 82 year old. It's like, how am he? Give, give us a chance, you know? Sitting here, he, crying into me pillar in the house because Andretti's making us look like a fool. Uh, then the legend Micah Hakkinen, he jumped into the 1985 MP42 B, sorry. That was a bit of a stuttering stutter. Um and Pat Award in the nineteen ninety MP four five B, obviously Senna's championship winning car. So I'm sure, you know, they're they're moments for for these drivers which will you know that they'll f- f- remember forever. So that it was actually good to see it on all the, the social media platforms of Zach Brown. I think on his Instagram stories, sharing quite a lot of the video. The only thing is, I don't, I don't like the car uh, having the new livery on. The, the, obviously, they take the old livery off, put the new livery on. It looks weird. It, it doesn't suit it. Um, I understand why they do it. I get it, but it, at the end of the day, it. Senna's car looked great, still had the original livery on, obviously missing the key sponsor, of course, but still, uh, it just looks the part, and I think if they just kept the car silver and red, I think it was the Jensen Button Sergio Perez car from 2013 that they used, and they should just keep that, just keep it the way it is, but obviously take the sponsor, but the silver and red, that to me is more iconic than... You know, the new livery, the new livery goes with the new car, the old livery stay with the old cars, and I think 
that's the way it should stay. But obviously, what do I know? I'm just a truck driver, so never mind. Um, but it was great. It was good seeing, you know, the footage. Uh, obviously, the sound of the engines as well. I mean, just oh, brilliant. Absolutely brilliant. Um, getting into the driver's market, what's happening with Haas? Uh, you know, you're hearing these rumours of good old Nico coming back. I don't want Nico back. If if Daniel Ricciardo's leaving the sport, and don't worry, I've got a lot to say about Daniel Ricciardo right now. I'm very angry, man. Anyway, if Daniel Ricciardo's leaving, who who in the right mind is bringing in Nico Hulkenberg? Like, I don't I don't get it. I I just nah. Look, Nico, you had your chance. It took you a million years to actually do anything in Formula One, like get a podium. Um. Sorry, but it's true. Um, yeah, I just, I, d- I don't, I don't understand. Uh, Mick Schumacher looking more likely that he's not going to be there next season. In person, if I if I was Mick, at this point, I'd be really upset. Uh, how he's actually coping with it? Because when you're in that high pressure situation and you want to know something, you know, you're desperate to find out. And I'm sure it's the same for these drivers. You know, at the end of the day, they've they've got a career path. They want to do whatever they're doing. They have to have an understanding of where their plans lie from, sort of next season. Um, and then, so I would definitely be, you know, if I was a mixed team, I'd be trying to figure out what's going on, why it hasn't been resolved so far. Uh, and personally, I. I'll ask you the question. What about Gunther Steiner? How is he still... I mean, don't get us wrong, he's a, he's a good character. He's a, he seems like a really funny guy. But that Haas hasn't delivered this season. It didn't develop last season. So, you know, is it time for Gunther to go? I mean, everybody's talking about Bonotto going when the, when the championship started to fall apart, when, when the strategy wasn't right, when, you know, the, the pit crew were making mistakes and basically given Red Bull the, the the win, then why is it that nobody's saying, like, right, Gunther, it's been a pleasure, but it's time to shoot off, mate, you know? Um, definitely a weird one. Because, obviously, we've got Williams, who they haven't got a second driver yet. Well, they haven't announced it. Um, personally, I think it's going to be Logan Sargent. I can't see it being anybody else, really, because at the end of the day, it works better for them, the American market, that style of thing. Um, it's a shame. I would have loved to see Stoff, Stoffel van Dorn back. I, th- I think he needs a shot again in Formula 1. Uh, he's done really well in Formula E. You know, give him, a, give him a crack at Williams. He's up against Alex Albon. That'll show his potential, see how well he's doing. And then from there, take, you know, take it from there and see how, see how it goes. Um but, no, it looks like it's going to be Logan Sargent, which, you know, fair enough. I honestly don't know enough about Logan to um, to sort of make a, like, a statement about the lad, to be honest. Um, I think it's something that I'm going to have to learn as a fan of Formula 1 to see, you know, how how he gets on, which would be interesting. But now is time for the race preview. It's my first ever race preview, which I'm excited about because I started this a couple of weeks ago um, in between the chaos of Suzuka 
so onto the race and it's one of my favorite trucks as well quota is just I, I think it's great I, I genuinely think it's it's a brilliant track um the first sector is amazing to watch the cars there obviously you know hints of silverstone and then the last sector as well because sector two to me is a bit it's a bit boring i i, I don't rate it but sector three you know them swooping turns right at the end of, of obviously the lap uh, 19 and 20 just it sets the car up amazing for the straight down the obviously for the pit straight sorry and then you're coming up to that hairpin turn one it's just a it's a really good well-designed circuit um taking us back to the original form of formula one and not these street circuits that formula one and liberty media seem to be pushing quite a lot i, I don't understand why that's happening but i mean you can fit a lot more people into cities and stuff i guess but anyway you know i love sector three because it reminds us of the hockenheim stadium section i think if you're a formula one fan you get that you understand what i'm talking about there um and obviously like i say the first section is just it's suzuka the s curves or it's maggots and beckett's at silverstone it's it's literally that good and watching the cars just left right left through that section is just absolutely amazing and i've tried to actually do that on the playstation game and i know it's not obviously the same calm down let's chill out but um yeah the, the, the it, it's not it's not easy i mean it takes a bit to get used to that so what it's like in a real racing car is it just blows my mind absolutely blows my mind but getting on to my race predictions now i'm going to tell you something about myself do not take what i say as granted so please don't listen to this and think oh hi i'm going to go down the bookies and i want to stick a tenner on what dean said because i do not win squat when like anything like that Literally, I felt lucky the other day. I said to, said to my beautiful wife, I says, um, I was going to say my lass, because I'm used to saying my lass. That's obviously, that's a Newcastle thing, um, or a northeast thing, shall I say. Anyway, I said to my beautiful wife, I says, I feel lucky today. I'm going to go and buy myself a scratch card. Yeah, yeah, not much luck. I'd be broke if I kept on feeling lucky. Um... So let me raise predictions. Williams, I think it's going to be a struggle. The car just hasn't looked impressive for a while now. Um, I don't know if they've sort of just assigned themselves to say, right, that's it for the season. Let's concentrate on next year. You've got to think, you know, we're only four races away. I think um, I think a lot of teams might have started doing that, especially down the lower end of the grid. Uh, so I think they're going to struggle. Uh, which is a shame. I, I, you know, obviously, I, I think Williams deserve to be fighting, but I can't really see it. Um, same with Alpha Tauri, to be honest. You know, Gasly's moving on, so he's sort of on holiday anyway. Him, he, he's right there. You know, pack his bags. He's he's, he's done. He's, he's off to Alpine next season. Uh, Sonoda. <laughs> Yeah, that Sonoda isn't there if Porsche and Red Bull sign that deal. So the fact that he is shows how scarce it is for the driver market right now in terms of talent coming through from F2 and F1. I think 
that's had a lot to play in Red Bull's decision to keep Yuki. I'm not saying he's a bad driver. He's, he's a fast driver. When you watch some of his onboards, he, you know, he's fast. But it's just, it hasn't, it's not been massively successful, shall we say, for Yuki Tsunoda this season. And I think Gasly will once again do a job on Yuki at the weekend. Um, but I wouldn't be surprised if during practice and stuff that, you know, we'll see that uh, Gasly hasn't really shown up and he's not really interested. He he, he doesn't, you know, he, like I say, he's packed his bags, he's ready to go. So, yeah, two teams that haven't really set the world on fire this this season. And I was quite surprised with uh, Alpha Tauri, actually, so... It's a shame. Moving on to Haas, who've just signed a new sponsors title sponsorship deal today, as I'm recording this, um, MoneyGram. So we'll be seeing that on the side of the cars from next season, um, which is going to be interesting how they go down the livery side of things with that. Um, the old K-Mag doing all right. I think he's come in. He's put Mick in his place. Uh, you know, showed Mick what it's like to actually have some competition. Obviously, last season wasn't successful for Mazepin, so um, Mix really struggled this season to to keep up with K Mag. And when he has tried to keep up, he's he shunted it and, and cost the team a lot of money and crash damage and things like that. So that brings us back to the driver market of obviously why I believe that they're going to look elsewhere. I, I don't believe it should be Nico Hulkenberg, but I think it will be. Um, where we're we going next? We're going to Aston Martin. I'm just going down the constructors list here. I've got my notes in front of us, so and I'm still getting used to doing this notes reading while recording and keeping an eye on my spikes and my levels, and it's it's quite quite difficult uh, thing to do. But um, Aston Martin, it's it's looking all right for them at the end of the season. Now I know obviously the two last races have have been influenced by rain, so that helps. But the car looks a bit stronger than it has done. Um, I still think they'll they'll be disappointed in, in terms of where they are, because you know they, they want to be up fighting sort of McLaren Alpine, but I still think they'll have a good weekend. Um, Lance, I mean he shouldn't shouldn't be in Formula One. Me personally, I don't believe he should be. Uh, but he, he is, and obviously. Seb's just going to love it. I mean, Seb's just going to lap this up. You know, it's his last season in Formula One. Um, you know, we've seen a teary Seb at Suzuka, which sort of, you do wonder if he's starting to regret his decision. Probably not. You know, he's a family man. He wants to spend more time with his kids and his family and stuff, and, and you get that. But it was interesting to see the 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 emotion coming out of Seb at, at Suzuka. Uh, so I think Seb will have a good weekend. Now I'm not putting positions on these because I'm only going to do my top three. Um, I think so. Lance will have the weekend. Lance has. Um, like I say, I don't. I don't personally believe he should be an F1. But obviously, his dad owns a team. He's never going to go anywhere, which is such a waste of a seat because I do feel like even though the talent. Apparently isn't there in Formula Two, and, and I don't watch Formula Two massively. Sometimes I'll I'll sit and watch maybe the sprint the sprint race or, or or a feature race, depending on what part of the weekend we're into. But I still believe that we should be bringing more talent through. Um, 
so yeah, so Lance, hmm, I don't think he'll have a good weekend. I, I think it's going to be a, a struggle for him, which means he'll probably win. By the way, that that's how crazy my predictions are. Uh, on uh, Alpha Romeo, Bottas has just disappeared. Any, I, I don't know where he's where he's gone. What's happening? Um, you know, now he's out of the Mercedes spotlight. He's he's just sort of floating around the paddock. I mean, he seems to be happy. He looks like, you know, like he's in a decent place mentally. I think Mercedes really got him down. I think, you know, not keeping up with Lewis and struggling to to get towards where Lewis was really played a lot on him. So, you know, now he's at Alpha. He, he, he seems to be comfortable. But in terms of, like, anything to report about, it's just like, oh, you're all right, Valtteri. How are you doing, mate? Yeah, it's nice to see you. Um... Moving on to Guan Yu Joe, I think this is going to be a good weekend for him. I've, there's someone I, I don't know if you've seen his um, Twitter. He posted a picture of himself with this absolutely brilliant um, cowboy Stetson on. Looked great, but uh, <laughs> proper cowboy. But I think he's going to have a good weekend. He looks comfortable at the team. I think now that they've announced that he's he's staying. He, he feels more relaxed. He can just enjoy himself. So I think uh, it's going to be. A, a really good weekend for him, you know. I, I genuinely think if he can push into Q two in qualifying, um, he'll have a solid race. He he seems to be doing the job in that regard. So yeah, that's Alpha Romeo on uh, the big boys, McLaren. Oh, big boys, oh my god! Right, McLaren. <laughs> McLaren, Lando, he's just he's just dominant, and he? he's he's just doing the job on Danny Rickman. Danny Rick's done, by the way. And let's talk about this because Danny Rick is now just—I mean, he's released that article. I don't know if you've seen. He's, he, he, I, I, I haven't got the article at hand to tell you, but he's released this article, and he's just—you know—if I had the sort of Godfather music right now, it would be like, you know, we brought you into the family, we looked after you, you stabbed your first people in the back, then you ran to Renault, now you're coming against Lando. And you're stabbing him in the back because why he's a better driver than you? I mean, what was it? Oh, he's only drove one car. Well, hang on, Daniel. Barred your lucky win in Monza, mate, which Lando pushed you all the way. By the way, let's let's not forget about that. Then where would you be, pal? You know, um, yeah. Time for Daniel to go. It, it's just it's it's done. Um, I remember watching Drive to Survive when he signed for Renault behind Red Bull's back and that really sort of showed a lot about the person now obviously I don't know him personally I, I know it's a business decision at the time but when you're in a position where things matter why not just have an honest conversation with like Christian with the team at Red Bull and say look I feel this is the direction you're going down with Max I understand that as a team I get it but I want to be part of something different. Um, is it all right if I move on and go here? I've been offered a contract here. It's this much money. It's better than what users are offering us. Blah blah. Honesty is the best policy. That's the way I think it should be with that decision. But he didn't, did he? He, he just went and done what he did. And then he's at Renault and things don't go right for him there. So then he jumps, he jumps ship even before he turns a wheel in one season to McLaren, um, which at the time 
sorry, I'm, I'm scratching the bottom of my head. I've got an itchy noggin. Um, at the time, it was literally like I, I didn't get it personally myself. I, I didn't see the point of McLaren signing Danny Rick. Um, even when the car was producing some good results, it hasn't been quite the same when you look at sort of what McLaren's doing right now. But back to the weekend. I went on a bit of a rant there. Hmm. So back to the weekend. Um, Lando will do his thing. Q3 easily, I think, this weekend. Struggle against the Alpines again. I really think the Alpines are a better car. But he'll make Q3. Um, Danny Rick will just have the nightmare that he's been having all season. Probably. Uh, we'll, we'll see he qualifies 13th in quarter. Um so that I'll I'll put that one down. Qualifies thirteenth, and he literally we don't see him for the rest of the weekend on the cameras because just that's the season that he's had. You know, Lando has definitely put him in his place, and he's now bitter and sour about it by going on to these statements and making these lovely journalists give them what they want. Alpine Esteban has put Fernando Alonso, the two-time world champion, in his place. He is literally putting him on his lap and giving him a right spank in this season. Hence why Fernando is not happy. Hence why he's decided to jump ship. Because he's gone into that team and Esteban's just went, No, no, mate. You're not coming here and ruffling my feathers. And literally showed Alonso how to, how to do a job. Um, so... I think it's 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 going to be a, a good race between them two. Um, I, I, like I said, I, I still think Alpine's got the stronger car, so they'll they'll pass McLaren easily. But when it comes to Esteban and Alonso, I think no. Even though I've just slated them, bear with us. I think Alonso will have the edge over Esteban this weekend. Um, but yes, Esteban doing the job on Alonso so far this season. Mercedes, well, they've brought an aero upgrade, um, which apparently is going to be sort of, from what I can understand, it, it's more of a look towards 2023 than what is about 2022. Personally, unless they, they totally redeveloped that car, like this weekend at Austin, then I, I don't see how it's going to help 2023, because next season they have to revert to the likes of the Ferrari-style AirPods, or going down the Red Bull side of things. This no AirPods thing just with a W13 just hasn't worked. Um, so yeah, it, it'll be weird though because I, I think I think the chances of Lewis getting a win now are done. And I think that's the first season since Lewis has been in F1 he won't win. And that's crazy. But I think even if you look at Lewis's social media, he's now sort of found his yen spot about this. Uh, three, four races ago, I think he was he was sort of desperate to try and make sure he, he could get that win. Um, hence, a couple of mistakes trying to push the car just that little bit harder. Now he's realised that he's he's not he's not making it. He's he's sort of said right right off 2022. Let's concentrate on 2023. Come back stronger then. Um, I'd like to see I'd like to see George get a good result at quarter. Actually, it would be nice to see him in the top three. But you know, let's let's be honest. The the car's not. It's not good. It's very draggy. Considering it, it hasn't got any AirPods, it's very very draggy. Um, and I think 
the the the, the team themselves if if it does push down I think Lewis will have the edge on George but it would be nice to see George get that result just for coming at the end of the season he hasn't had the rough of the green lately so it would be good to see George get a good result but I think Lewis is just he's in that spot now he knows what he's doing he knows how to like drive the car I think Lewis will he'll pip uh, George this weekend Ferrari um, it was interesting listening to the race podcast um, about their season where you know Ferrari believed they would be and having four wins on the board this season um, they were saying that they were excited they were excited by that but surely as Ferrari team members you have to be disappointed with the way the seasons panned out and I think that's a fair statement I think Three, four races in, when you know you're actually challenging Red Bull, you, your mindset should change to, hang on, we've actually got a decent car here. So I do really agree with um, Scott Mitchell, Ed Stroh, and Mark Hughes. And I think Mark Hughes is a great journalist, by the way. I, I, I love listening to Mark talk about Formula 1. It's great. But it'll either be... I, I definitely think uh, Carlos needs a decent result at the minute. He's, he's, a, he's a bit too far away from Charles... Um, so Charles will be in the top three. Personally, I think obviously the the Red Bull's just dominant, isn't it? It's, it's just got everything right now. It, it's it's just absolutely real to the ground. It, it does everything it needs to. It turns when it has to. They've really developed that package really well. So I think Checo will get the push now to secure second in the championship. Obviously, Max has done the job for the drivers. So they're going to push Checo now. If Checo can keep up with it, I think that's what they'll do. So my top three will be Checo, Max and Charles. Unless something really goes wrong, that's going to be the top three for quarter. It's going to be a brilliant weekend. Obviously a fantastic weekend. Just sitting in the house, chilling, watching Formula 1. Because obviously in the UK it's on later. Um, So that's going to be brilliant. I'll probably miss some of the race on Sunday. Because... Obviously, work gets in the way. God damn it. But, um, yeah. But that's that's me top three. I think Charles, Max Verstappen, and Checo Perez. And that's my race preview of quarter. And I'll come back next week with a race review of quarter. 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 quarter no, quarter. Circuit of the Americas. This has been the Loose Wheelner podcast, lap three. Thanks for joining us. We're getting there. I think we're getting there. Um, we're still stuttering and aiming a bit, but I think we're getting there. And just before I go, that reminds us, sorry, we're going up in the world, people. If you listen to this, we are going up in the world. We now have an email address, so if you want to contact us directly, and I'll give you a little shout-out on the on the show, as you're one of the first of the pit crew to join me here on Loose Wheelnut, then you can email us at loosewheelnutpod at yahoo.com loosewheelnutpod at yahoo.com so if you send an email to there, I'll probably give you a shout next week in the race review but until then, thanks for joining us I hope you stay safe and I'll speak to you soon